0: what are allergies killing you (laughs) yeah but in a different way i get i get hives
1: So, um, the thing I wanted to kick off with was you and I have, you know, new status as in-demand performers on the Sanford-Lee County public speaking circuit.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, three in, two. We only did two, right? Two in one week, yeah. Two in one week, and, uh, and then we've done a couple within the last year or two. So I think this is a uh,
1: an exciting new avenue for us, and we probably need to uh, start figuring out
0: what our what our speaker's fee is. So they bring us in, and they this past week it was a local Rotary Club and a Kiwanis Club, and they bring us in, and uh, it's usually during lunch, and they ask you to give this presentation, which. Um, you know can last anywhere between 15 and 30 minutes and we had done this before so we we already had slides but what we do is we come in and we do kind of a history of the rant presentation and then we give kind of uh we i guess we end it talking about what our role is and and uh i don't know it's it's interesting it's interesting to to rehash our history, and uh, usually it, it becomes a discussion about um, our model of delivering news, which is online first, free online content, and then doing a monthly publication. So uh, I think people seem to be really interested in it, and these these have been because they're local civic clubs. They're usually older audiences, but uh, but they're really on board with with this form of, I guess, delivering news. And um, a lot of them are really interested or are really excited that print is still alive, <laughs> but uh, but they're also, they understand that um, journalism isn't, or not, not journalism, but the news industry, the newspaper industry isn't what it used to be. And uh, people are having to adapt to stay alive. And I think they understand that.
1: Yeah, and um, everybody knows
0: who we are already. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, well, I don't know. I I guess it's not weird. Um, You know, we're we're right at 10,000 followers on Facebook, and if you just go solely by population, I know not everybody that follows us lives in Lee County, but let's say the majority of them do, maybe – 80 to 90% of the people who follow us on Facebook actually live in San Fernando Lee County, probably even more than that. Um, and so 10,000, uh, if you take out kids, um, then maybe we have a County of about 40,000. And so if you say roughly a, a fourth of everybody of adult age who lives in our County follows us on Facebook, that's a pretty good number. And, uh, and I would imagine that of those who don't follow us, a lot of them understand who we are or have seen or heard of us or have at least seen others share our stuff before um, where I'm going basically just solely on follower numbers. But if you look at engagement rates, those numbers are through the roof and they far extend beyond our, our local population.
1: What, uh, what do you hope to achieve
0: knowing that you have that kind of unmitigated power? Well, um, you know, we've, we've joked from day one that we want to, uh, rule all of local media and <laughs> I guess we're doing that. One. I don't know. I, uh, I don't know what the end game is here. I don't. Well, what's your end game? Hmm. I don't know, just to kind of make it, you know,
1: just, just trying to make it.
0: Yeah, I think we're at a point right now where we're doing okay with it, and I'm getting a little antsy to to try to figure out what we can do more of, whether that's more publishing, more outside the outside of the news type um, work. Uh, I mean, technically, we're we're a a publishing company but we don't do a whole lot of publishing except for our own publication i think i think that's where we would branch out is if we started doing that for uh you know offering some kind of service like that but i don't know i, I feel like there's a next step here but i don't know what that next step is i think it's the next step is apparel <laughs> I mean, you say that and and I laugh, but you're, you're, (laughs) I think people would wear, would wear um, apparel that had our brand on it. Right. Like, and I'm not just talking about shirts, like,
1: like, like ponchos and (laughs) slickers.
0: Sweater vests. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Turtlenecks. Oh gosh. No. Um, Yeah. I don't. I don't know owning a business I guess if you want to relate this to a broader audience just the whole owning a business thing is is weird it's uh um I can't imagine owning something that gets really big you know that has hundreds of employers or employees sorry and and is uh something that you know becomes just this huge thing I can't imagine that because we own a very small business with three or four or five people total and um, it's complicated enough (laughs) doing it like that. But uh, I have a lot of respect for people who start launch and run successful businesses because um, there's just so much that goes into it and so much that goes into it that I still don't understand or I still have no part of. It's, it's interesting. I get this question a lot and
1: it should, well, I don't know. It's not intended to, to sting my ego, but um, but maybe it should. But it kind of does the opposite. People will sometimes ask me, do you work for the rant? And I, I love that question because it assumes that the rant is something I think larger than the handful of us who, who operate this thing. Do I work for yeah. the rant? Sure. Sure. <clears throat> not only am I a, a member of the hair club for men, I'm also the president.
0: When you say that, when you say, "Well, actually, I, I own it," do they go?
2: What?
0: <laughs> no, I don't want people like asking me for money and stuff. It's you know, I prefer to stay humble. You and I have probably said this on on this podcast before, and I know we've said it to each other before, but it's still weird that the word "the rant" has kind of lost the meaning, which the meaning of the word rant is to uh actually i don't have it in front of me but just just kind of talk angrily or babble incoherently <laughs> about something and and locally though if, if you use that word it just means uh oh yeah that's the newspaper or that's the yeah. that's the news site it's, i had ha- i read i read your rant yeah <laughs> yeah um no, I, yeah, it, it's, we, I appreciate everyone who who reads us and who enjoys us. And, and it's, uh, it's, it's fun to do it. And it's fun to do those speaking engagements and, you know, in doing it, we've, we've known some of these people, but we've met a lot of people too. And um, we had a, a gentleman in his nineties who came up to us after the Kiwanis uh, presentation and he had some really nice things to say to us and he's 92. So, <laughs> so uh oh he was he the one he did say we needed to print larger letters though.
2: Yeah, I get and, that
0: at the time. Yeah, and I'm not gonna begrudge a 92-year-old man saying we need to print larger. I completely understand <laughs> where he's coming from. And maybe we should. I don't know. Maybe it would uh it make it a lot easier to lay out with bigger letters. Yeah, less content.
2: good in any pair that she wears. Knock your eyes out if you ain't pretty. She can't help it. That's just how she's made. It's just a part of her DNA. My baby got a good shape straight from her mama. It kind of makes you want to My baby got good genes. Mm-hmm. songs, just fancy talk. The man, she's got it going on tonight. Everything lined up just right. She's put together perfectly. Yeah, I may not have a Ph.D. Oh, but I know what I see. My baby got a good chain straight from her mama. It kinda makes you want to them. Mm-hmm, that denim is tight. Squeeze painted from her bottom. All the way down there, long legs she's rocking. You ask this Georgia peach. They grow good apples on her family tree. My baby got a good jean. My baby got good jeans straight from her mama It kind of makes you want to mm, mm, That denim is a tight squeeze Painted from her bottom All the way down there long legs She's rocking if you ask this Georgia peach They grow good apples on her family tree My baby got good jeans Yeah, my baby got good
1: Well, so our guest this week is John Norris. He is the first of what we hope to be many uh performers at the Wampus Cat Music Festival who will be joining us for uh for you know to share their music and, and just talk about their their background. So, John, thank you for coming on.
3: Absolutely. Uh thank you for having me. This is, uh I'm really excited about what's coming to Sanford, being born and raised here. I'm very grateful to be part of it uh, and that they're supporting musicians that's uh, you know, really trying their best and uh just want to give this industry a go.
1: Awesome. Well, um, I guess just start by talking a little bit about yourself. You mentioned you're born and raised here in Sanford. Just talk about, I guess, your background, how you got into music, and, and just what it is that you do.
3: Absolutely. So um, I was born and raised in actually Olivia, North Carolina. We always kind of counted it as Sanford because we had the mailing address. But uh, right. I started growing up singing in church and uh, with my family from there i'd sing everywhere i went uh if it was in school the teachers always asked me to sing in, in class and i was like always the kid that always got called on to do something mm-hmm. and uh, but then i took it seriously as soon as uh i turned about 10 or 12 when i turned 10 started playing the guitar uh i started writing when i was around 12 13 years old uh wrote a couple songs and then uh, about 15 i started Really gigging out, and my dad drive me to places for gigs. Mm. Uh, and then sixteen, I started doing it all over the state uh, with a band that I put together in high school, and um, we did that until I was about eighteen. And then I went into Nashville, uh, and been writing out there ever since, going there every month for a week at a time, and um, you know, learning as much as I can about the industry and about writing and all that.
1: You've got um, what I would classify sort of as like a modern country sound. Is that would you say that's a fair assessment?
3: It is a modernized uh, production of what is traditional style country. We still hold on to the guitar and the fiddles and and everything like that, and uh, hold on to real drum beats, stuff like that. But uh, it is a modern production style. Uh, but we definitely hold tight to the country side.
1: I mean you t- you talked about being about 10 when you started playing, 12, 13 when you started writing. What um what were the artists that made you want to, you know, pick up the guitar and and take it from, you know, b- being good at singing and singing all the time to uh, to playing and writing?
3: Well, um so I grew up listening to more like Randy Travis and uh, Josh Turner. Uh, I was into the gospel side of things in church and, and, and into contemporary Christian. But I would say the artists that would had really influenced me uh, when it came to really learning and writing songs. Was when my voice dropped, and right. I started really going into like Josh Turner. Uh, I would say he's probably one of the top influences. And, and at that point, Chris Young was coming up in the ranks. Uh, and, and, you know, I just really kind of took to that. Um, and I was like, man, I can do that. I, I think I can. <laughs> and so right. I just went for it.
1: Awesome. You, uh, you mentioned that you spend about a, a week out of each month in Nashville. Um, what types of things are you doing out there? Are you, are you playing shows? Are you working with other musicians on writing? Just
3: what is it that you do when you go out there? So when I'm out there, I try to do at least, uh, two writes a day. Mm-hmm. So I'd have a morning ride and an afternoon ride. And then in the evenings I'd be either playing out somewhere, uh, usually more towards like music row. I don't know if you're familiar with Nashville, but it's uh-huh. it's uh, outside of the, like tourist locations of Broadway, uh, where I really get the link up of more writers and industry people and these guys that are coming in just trying to hear the original music. Uh, so yeah, that's what my week consists of. write, right? Play my songs get up and do it again. <laughs> that's what the week's
1: like. It sounds like it must be the the worst week of the month for you each time, you know, <laughs> it's kind of a musician's <laughs> dream, right?
3: Oh, uh, it, it, it's great. It's, it's a very tedious task, but it's something yeah. that you look forward to doing because uh, that's what your heart's set towards.
1: And you've also been, I mean, when you're, when you're home, you're, you're doing things, you have been part of this uh, Sanford, Sanford music circle, and the writers rounds. Can you, you talk about that a little bit, just what, what things are like
3: locally? Yeah. So um, as you may know, there's a guy in in Sanford, his name is Ray Williams. He joined my team last year Uh, and we all went to Nashville in I think it was June of last year and we all were kind of hanging out. They came to the rounds that I was on in, in Nashville and we both, we all looked at each other and collectively agreed. We need to do something like this in Sanford. Mm-hmm. uh to be able to associate the writers that's in the town uh and within the local you know in, in North Carolina we've had people from Wilmington we've had people from Charlotte come be part um and they're all really talented guys um uh, it's I love to see the community uh grow, especially when it comes to uh the knowledge of original music, things that we haven't really had much of uh in the past couple of years when it comes to a knowledge of hey, there's tons of writers. We've had successful writers like Taylor who do really well out in Nashville and have done really well and and has earned his work for sure. And uh, I just want to be able to help whoever I can uh, learn that, hey, Nashville's not on a pedestal because that's what I thought. Nashville, I thought growing up in our town, Nashville was like almost unattainable. Right. Um, And so it is something that everybody, if you put your hard work into – you could try and go for it. I'm not there yet, but I'm sure I'm going to try my best. Right. Um. So you're out there for a
1: week at a time. You said you do two writes a day. What types of things are you drawing inspiration from to write about? I mean, if you if you've got to come up with at least two songs a day, if that's if that's what you're challenging yourself to do, where are you where are you getting your inspiration for uh, for new songs?
3: So. I get asked this pretty often and inspiration comes from everywhere. Really. I was, uh, at one point I was doing roofing uh, to pay uh-huh. for these trips and, I, and that, the fellow that was my boss always, you know, he'd let me have whatever time I needed to put an app on. I wasn't making the best money, but I was able to make things, make ends meet.
2: Mm-hmm. And
3: um, so I was one time up on a roof and it just let's just say this guy was like hey can you ungrab grab that off this super super steep pitched roof without a harness i was like no way jose and i was like i <laughs> just grabbed my phone yeah. right away there is an inspiration for something and it could be something that somebody says that you know a conversation you hear on the radio that's like man uh times are crazy right now i just want to write a song that inspires people mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing it, it could come from um you know, just spending time doing nothing. Uh, I'm recently, I'm going to be getting married in June and Congratulations. You know, so, you know, thank you. Yeah. So the, the inspiration of, you know, what she's done for me in my life, it comes from that, that direction too. So
1: when well, it goes right. from everywhere, are, are you a, uh, are you a lyrics first music, second music, first lyrics, second, or is it just a matter of, of,
3: uh, you know whichever one strikes so it depends uh, I've had times when I'd be just by myself and no music and just come out with a, a melody right. and then I'll put music to it or I'll be practicing for a show and I'd do this cool riff and I was like huh that would be cool for a song record it put it aside and then we get into it right and I'm like hey I think I know something great with that so right. it just kind of depends on on the scenario, uh, since I'm both a writer and a musician, uh, I'm, I'm kind of wired towards both. Right. But so the bottom line is when you go into these, uh,
1: these multiple rights a day, you're not, you're not going in blank. You've got whether it's a metaphorical or a literal notepad, but you've, you've got ideas that you're, that you're always ready to
3: work from. Absolutely. And and depending, like, let's say a new, right. Sometimes, uh, if it's somebody that you you know is new to the town or kind of new to writing you let them kind of see what they have coming through them so you know what kind of caliber rider you're riding with and what kind of uh direction this is going to go um but also uh, i'll write down in my notes in my phone just ideas out of nowhere and, and so i'll have them you know cataloged where there's a couple hundred in there where you know we'll scroll through and see what kind of clicks that day you know right
1: right uh, let's talk a little bit about Wampus Cat. How, um, how did you get involved with the, uh, the Indy on Air folks?
3: So, uh, back in November of 2021, uh, Adam, who's on my business team, uh, he had reached out to them, uh, online through their forum, didn't get an answer back other than, Hey, we'll look into it in the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. uh and i get a call about three days later from one of my friends who i write with i've been writing with him since 2017 and uh he called me and said hey man some of my friends uh, are putting on this festival in, in sanford and i know you're from there and i was like dude if you haven't heard john you need to go ahead and check him out is this something you'd be interested in doing i said well would it happen to be called Bump-Ska Festival?"
2: right he's like
3: yeah it is and so I was like, well, yeah, that's funny you say that. We just reached out uh, last week. And so 30 minutes later, I get a call from the from Jeff,
2: mm-hmm. who
3: is coordinating the event. He's like, man, we want to have you on it. Here's what we're offering. And so I got main stage Saturday night. And okay. since then, awesome. we've been really trying to help push, find sp- we've been really trying to find sponsors for these guys. Cause uh, one, we want to be able to have our local town on this, on this uh, event, their names all over it. Right. Um, and I want to be able to see them do successful. Uh, they are already like pounding it out. They got huge names coming. They've got huge uh, land opportunities there at the grass Farms.
1: Yeah. See, so that's important for you to, for, for Wampus Cat to really have a strong, I mean, in addition to the national and the huge acts, it's, it's, it's important for you to see Sanford represented as
3: well. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm very grateful that they included me because I get to be part of it from Sanford. Uh, and, you know, whoever's listening to this, uh, if you have a small business in Sanford, uh, they have packages available that are rather affordable so that your name could be on it because we're also trying to grow uh the knowledge here in Stanford of music and the small businesses. And uh we just want to see the this area promote growth. Even, yeah. even these guys that's from out of town, they love Sanford. They've enjoyed it every single time they've came here. We've got a gold mine here when it comes to people and the talent uh and the businesses that have tons of potential potential. I just want to see everybody succeed.
1: Awesome. Um talk a little bit about where I mean we've got a a couple of your songs that were putting at each end of this interview but talk about where people can go to find your music what you know what you have available for listening and you know what may be coming in the future
3: so right now the only place you're going to be able to listen to my music is on my website uh we have not Mm -hmm. released anything i had released things when i was younger in 16 17 stuff like that but we have pulled that down for rebranding and really pushing the uh the professional side um, so to find the music right now is on johnnorrismusic.com. But okay. this spring we will be releasing music and uh we're excited to release it to radio. Uh and we'll more than likely be pushing three songs by the end of the year. So mm-hmm. it's uh that's gonna be the time to to catch it. It's gonna be everywhere when it comes to Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, uh right. all that. Uh it's it's gonna be all the platforms, but right now you can find me um live or on the website gotcha uh, which is johnnorsmusic.com um you
1: you just mentioned that you know when you're releasing music in the string you're probably gonna be pushing about three songs is this three songs from an album or are you just are you gonna be releasing singles? So
3: what's gonna happen is we're more than likely gonna release uh two songs in the group so we'll go um when I say Release two songs in a group. We're gonna have one that we're gonna push promotion to radio. The other one's gonna be just for for listening that I have there yeah, is, right. uh, as as uh, sort of a B side. What's the best word for it? Like a B side. Yeah, just a B side, just so yeah. that you have something else to listen to. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, then the next time around, we'll do something in the fall, which will more likely be the song "Good Jeans," and then we'll hit something in the winter. Uh, so that'll be the three. It's really four songs, but we're gonna push three songs. Um, so we're just trying to keep a constant flow of content and we've I'm sitting on six right now and plan on recording more. Gotcha. So gotcha. we've been sitting on six since 2020. We just want to be able to put it uh, in the right direction and handle it the best way we can and that's been taking time uh, to do it right.
1: Yeah. yeah. do you do your recording locally or do you do that out in Nashville? I work? do it in
3: Nashville. Yep, okay. that's where uh that's where I do my recordings is Nashville Tennessee. I do it with a guy named Kenny Royston. Okay. Uh the guys on it have been like uh played on what is it Allison Kraus, oh, wow. um Chase dean um Cody Johnson. I mean, they've been on major major acts, wow acts, all the musicians. Uh, and Want the lead guitar player plays for Tim McGraw right now. Oh, wow! Um, So it's really high caliber stuff. Uh, I'm super proud of it, and that's why we've really been taking the time to make sure that we treat it right when it comes to promotion. Right,
1: right. Um, do you have any in addition to Wampus Cat, which isn't for a couple of months? Um, do you have any other you know local performances that you have coming up that you'd like to plug?
3: Absolutely. So, April 30th. I'm having my friend Eric Hawks come up from Fayetteville, North Carolina. He's such a good singer, such a good writer. Uh, He's just now getting introduced into the Sanford world. I'm so glad we kind of linked him into it because he is such a good addition to the community as as a singer. Uh, And so April 30th, we're going to be at the Civic Center in the Auditorium. The tickets just got announced on Monday. uh, Availability. And you can find those on my Facebook page. And my Facebook page is the at symbol official john norris okay and uh all that's in one go we're gonna be there april 30th at seven o'clock it's gonna be two performances he's gonna be acoustic i'm gonna have a full band so come prepared to rep some local guys
1: (laughs) awesome awesome well look thank you so much do you want to just um say one more time where, where people can find your music i find those sorts of things sometimes can't
3: be repeated enough Absolutely. So to find out more about me and to check out the songs that we haven't released and get to see them first, go to John Norris So John Like the Bible, J-O-H-N, Norris like Chuck, N-O-R-R-I-S music.com. Awesome. <laughs>
2: Jumping in the water, yeah We've got the cooler's eyes down and the radio loud Everybody's going outside to get a little ooh, natural light From the sun shining baby with you Everybody's gonna feel alright When they get a little natural light Yeah, natural light We got the pool filled up Yeah Gonna catch a little Looking up the blue natural light from the sun shining, maybe With you, that'll feel real nice. Yeah, we'll get a little sun tan pouring from a cold can. Everybody's gonna.
0: to jump subjects real quick I don't uh, I know people listening can't see this but I'm showing it to you right now um, I don't drink a lot of soda anymore but occasionally if I um, really need caffeine in the morning or if I have sometimes soda um, helps me with headaches for some reason like the extra caffeine helps me and so this morning I went to grab a coke and I accidentally grabbed that's a- Starlight Coca Cola flavor of Coke, yeah. So, this is called Coca Cola Starlight. I grabbed it by accident and I noticed it when I went to go pay for it. So, I had an opportunity to go back and exchange it, but then I thought, um, you know what? I'm gonna give this a try. What is Starlight flavor? Well, it says right here, space flavored.
1: Well, okay. So, So, like Carl Sagan's drink of choice,
0: yeah, yeah. So, um, this goes back to Uh, I guess, a recent discovery uh, of some kind of, um, I guess, scientists were pointing their smell cameras, I guess, at some kind of galaxy. (laughs) I I
1: love this. (laughs) I love where this is going. Scientists were pointing their smell cameras at some some galaxy.
0: (laughs) No, they, they discovered some kind of chemical or or something in in a galaxy and it's the same chemical that that is found in raspberries um oddly enough this tastes nothing like raspberries but it it got people to wondering well what does space taste like or what does space smell like and so coca-cola i guess came out with a drink that um that tries to mimic what they feel like space tastes like and uh, I tried it and I like it. I don't think this is something I would drink a lot of because it's very sweet, but it's. Uh, I think it's something that you know I would try every now and then or, or I'm enjoying right now. Maybe I'll hate it later, but um, I went to the internet because I wanted to see what reviews are for it. And reviews are very mixed. Um, a lot of people do like it, but they are undecided of what this flavor actually is. Um, it's been described as Teddy Grahams and soda. It's been um, described as uh, something. Some people think think it has a hint of cinnamon in it. Some people describe it as soda and um, the aftertaste of of cereal. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's interesting. And if um, I when I tried it, I I kind of tasted like hints of caramel in it. So I don't know. But uh, on on my grading scale of one to ten. I give Coca-Cola Starlight a 7 I think. It's not as good as Coke or Cherry Coke, but it's better than Cherry Vanilla Coke and it's better than um Orange Coke, which I thought I would like Orange Coke a lot, but I think they added too much vanilla to it. But this is good. It's not when bad.
1: I, what you, your whole thing has got me wondering about people who would, you know, make the effort to go online and review Galaxy flavored cola. You
0: know. Well, I mean, man, I'm that I, kind
1: of person. I, I, I the, remember I used to... I wrote to the, about the... <laughs> I went to the pantry, get a Coca-Cola, and uh, got sucked into a daggone black hole, man. Four five four stars out of five.
0: Remember I wrote about the, the KFC chicken sandwich that was actually two pieces the, of chicken... Yeah, the, the <laughs> double-down. No <laughs> yeah. So I would totally write about something like this. I... Um, uh, but... I, one of the only- I, I don't have time to do that anymore. It was like I was in my late 20s when
1: that came out. And I remember specifically it being one of the first things I ate that within minutes of completion I, I absolutely regretted. It. it was great. It was delicious, but <laughs> I felt weird and that was the first one of the first times, you know. And I I guess you know, you're in your late 20s, yeah. you're starting to get older, your body's changing and you have two fried chicken patties
0: uh, with bacon and fat sauce in the middle, it's probably not the best thing for you. No, it's definitely not. And then I had uh, I had a very similar experience two weeks ago. Uh, the boys, my I had to take uh, our daughter somewhere up in Cary, and the, my two boys were with me. And it was around dinner time, and they said they wanted pizza. And there wasn't a whole lot of pizza places around, except there was a Cece's Pizza. And I thought back to high school when when me and my friends used to go to CC's Pizza, five dollar buffet. Throw, yeah, throw down five dollars. You go in there, you eat about twenty slices of pizza, and you're good. And I thought, you well, you know, my boys will like this. They like they like cheap stuff, and you know, and I don't feel like spending a whole lot of money on on dinner tonight. So I said, all right, well, there's a CC's nearby. Let's go. And so we walked in. And it's no longer five dollars. It's like seven or eight dollars for an adult, and six dollars for kids. Which thanks, Joe. thanks yeah. Joe Biden. <laughs> Immediately, the first, the first, I don't even, I don't even think that included drink. Mm. But so we sit down, and my son Henry loves macaroni and cheese, and they had a macaroni and cheese pizza, which looked absolutely disgusting. But <laughs> I That's, got one yeah. of those. <laughs> I got one of those I got a couple slices of like their Alfredo pizza and then I got a regular slice of like pepperoni and four four pieces in I was done and 10 minutes later I felt like going somewhere and losing all of it that I had just eaten. it was uh, no no offense Cece's you, you've been doing what you've been doing for years now and it works but 18 22 year old me could have gone in there had 12 slices and been i i had four slices and i felt like that that was the biggest mistake of my life (laughs) yeah my boys loved it though and it had a little game room so they loved it even more and now they want to go to cc's all the time and uh no it's not a place for the for the faint stomach faint of stomach and i don't understand why it's just it's just a pizza place but oh man so much grease yeah, 18 year old me that they would have had to ask to leave.
1: You know, it's like Sonic does this once a year where they have like 25 or 50
0: cent corn dogs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, sir, uh, sir, we're closing. <laughs> actually, actually, 18 year old me would have turned around and left when I saw that went up to eight bucks. Right. I, I wouldn't have had that extra three bucks on me. Yeah, back then it wouldn't have been. Thanks, Biden, though. It would have been like Thanks.
1: Uh, thanks a lot, president. Uh, thanks a lot. Useless S. Grant. Yeah.
0: Thanks Clinton. I used to buy, I used to buy five McChicken sandwiches if I had five bucks and I would eat three of them and save two for later.
2: Oh,
1: I went to a party when I was about 18 and, um, friend of mine and I stopped on the way at McDonald's and he got the, uh, he got the 20 count nugget to take with him to the party, the 20 count McNugget. And I remember it was in like a a branded, it, it came in like a, a different package than you usually get. Cause it was a promotion for that, um, that movie Mulan that Disney had. And so it was in like a Chinese take looking takeout box that said Mulan. And I remember my friend, uh, he had his 20 McNuggets. And he was walking around the party and he would offer them to people, you know, McNugget. And it would, you know, people would look at him funny. And one guy said, No, man, I'm trying to quit.